All right, robot. Thanks. Thanks. Let's blow the leaves off this motherfucker. Um, done. Da -dun, da -dun. More likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth? Fuck you, man. are now rocking with the worst, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Worst Case Scenario, and I am your host, the Foul Mouth Jerk, Falio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion. And uh, with me, as usual, it's Adam Strange, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger. Hello. I'm using me AI to turn me voice into a British person. I don't know that that's believable. There's, there's a new Beatles song out, and they use the AI to fake John Lennon. Is that what that was? I heard about it. I heard, I thought, uh, Massive. What, what I was told was that it was like the last unreleased Beatles song, but you're saying it's an AI thing? Well, you might remember years ago, they, um, Beatles made a couple new songs. And what it, what it was, was Yoko found a tape. Mm -hmm. She was like, hey, when we were staying at the hotel in New York, John had a piano and he had a little tape deck there, like a fourth, whatever, and he recorded a bunch of songs. Okay. I've got these. Three of them, the vocals were very crisp and they could totally use it. It was perfect. Jeff okay. Lynn super producer from Electric Light Orchestra and yeah. Traveling Wilburys fame came in and helped them all you know get it together and because he's Clean like up, he's man. crazy tech that dude just lives in a studio so he was the mm -hmm. one that helped him make it work but he couldn't get that last track because the vocals were just the or the music was too high they couldn't separate the stems okay but as a lot of people know right now I got I can go online and separate stems at anything you can go on anything and be like give me the bass like that's a new AI thing that's all over the internet right now. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. You can put in any rap song and be like, take off the lyrics, and there we go. Now the lyrics are not on that song anymore. And it just basically goes through the EQs and finds anything that sounds like a lyric and just scrubs it and then replaces it. Because sometimes when you do that, you'll take out some guitar, too. Mm -hmm. This replaces the guitar or whatever. It makes it work. Peter Jackson was making some Beatles movie for Get Back a little while ago. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. A little documentary of them just playing. You have no idea. It's pretty cool. I didn't know that they were like, we're going to have a black Beatle now. Like, did you know that? Wait, what? They had their friend, Billy Preston, and he, they, they love this dude, and he's a sick organist. And if you listen to a lot of those songs, Get Back in particularly, like, Get Back Home, it's all sick organ and electric piano. Okay. That's um their friend. He came in and was, Billy Preston was going to play with them. He toured with them, apparently, back in the day, and was just their buddy. He was their friend. And he was going to join the Beatles, but then the Beatles broke up. But you didn't know that. Like, you see the video, you're like, oh, look, they, that dude is basically one of the members. He's right there with them, and they're talking about him hanging out from now on. So there literally is a Black Beetle. There was going to be, but then they broke up. But during that, when they were making that movie, they found... You know he's like a fucking course. Peter Jackson apparently developed some new AI that for stem separation. So you could like, here's the baseline to that song. They could, we're talking Peter Jackson of like Lord of the Rings fame? Yes, okay. yeah, that guy. He made the Get Back movie. And in doing that, bought lots of Beatles footage and made develop new tech but because of that tech they could get this john lennon vocal out front and now they have a new Beatles song it's the last one ever and it's funny to me that all oh, wait these... is it actually him or are you saying like ai is recreating him it helped it, it, it filled, filled in him, the gaps. but then it filled in some gaps yeah but it sounds just like i've heard it i watched the documentary you you hear the the stem of just the singing and it's like that that's john lennon's you wouldn't think it wasn't but i've also heard one of drake and Eminem doing say, songs yeah. about hot dogs that a guy just made up and typed into a computer. So, like, yeah. it's funny to me that music industry's like, oh, no, this AI is garbage. Oh, this AI is going to fuck everything. And Paul McCartney's like, huh? What do you got? <laughs> let's, let's use that. All right. Let's do it. Because I've been using the AI shit. Because you can go, there's, there's things right now where you can go in and say, reggae song, 
A minor. And mm-hmm. Google will just be spit you out 30 seconds of reggae song. Most of it's insane. I got all these tracks I should play for you one day where it's like... Like insane good or I bad? I typed in Asheville to see what that sounded like. Because uh-huh. it's like... It, you basically can give it any prompt and it just makes audio. So if you do weird shit like Clown Circus on Fire, you might hear screaming. <laughs> you know? But I, I typed in Asheville and what it gave me was like... It sounded like my neighbor was playing Grateful Dead. Like it sounded like Grateful mm. Dead coming through a wall. Like it was really muffled, but it sounded like a, a spaghetti jam from a band. And then it turned into bluegrass... Hip hop beat came in and it went out. And I was like, "Wait, what? That hip hop really? beat might have been us. That was the algorithm might have detected our existence, or probably Spaceman Jones and Shreve." Yeah, there's a short list. Um, but yeah, that's how the Beatles song was made. They used some AI to tighten up. Hmm. It's not. It's okay. I heard it. And it's like it's nice. It's not like, you know, Sergeant Pepper's or Blue Revolver or anything. It's just like a, a pretty love song. It's like early Beatles, like I want to hold your hand kind of thing. No, no. I mean, it's late John. You know, like when after he left the Beatles, he was going to go through, the, he was getting ready to have like this rocker greaser phase where he'd gone to America and he was like getting really? into like, he made a whole album. He put an, out an album of like 50s songs, 50s rock songs. Like doo ish or? Yeah, you know, like don't know much about history. Yeah. That, yeah. that kind of era. Yeah, totally. But like early era rock, Buddy Holly and shit, I think. I had it when I was like 15. Right after Imagine came out, I was like, oh, this John Lennon guy sounds all right. Yeah, it sounds pretty retro-ish. Um, so Matthew Perry died. I, I don't know I that know. that's the salient point of this episode. Chandler. But I actually saw Chandler some Facebook Bing posts. Died, but also he died in a hot tub, which I just feel like, I don't know that I would have predicted that. No. But I, it fits the narrative for me. Yeah, at least he was comfortable. You know. Yeah, no, and I can I can see going out in a hot tub. You're like, ah, I just relaxed so yeah, hard. I, I would hope that you'd be high enough that you couldn't tell or know you were drowning. Well, he's a pill guy. Yeah, but they haven't. We haven't gotten back a toxicology report yet. Yeah, you, assume... come on, man. You don't yeah. die in a hot tub not on pills. No, right, yeah. like or extreme extreme exhaustion. He doesn't seem co- like the person that would get that tired from doing anything. No, I don't. I don't think that's a guy who like extends a lot of effort to anything. Um, it's funny that like out of all their careers, like Jennifer Aniston's career exists, and so does Courtney Cox. Like they still do stuff. Sometimes. Courtney Cox still does shit. Yeah, she's a producer. Her and her and Patrick, whatever, hmm. or Arquette, when they were married, I guess they were they were produ- they produced a bunch of shit. Right. She was Courtney Cox Arquette. I forgot about that. And um. And then she had Cougar Town, which was actually kind of funny for a sitcom. I hate to say. I did. Forget about that. I, yeah, well, I mean, I've never watched it, but I forgot it even existed. It crossed over with Community for a moment, and Abed was on it, but that means nothing huh. to the non-nerds. But then, um, so she's working. But his career, he actually did a lot of movies. He did that movie, movies with Bruce Willis. Yeah. With, where was you don't have whole, mayonnaise The whole on. nine yards or something like that? I think there's two of them. I think there's a ten yards afterwards. Yeah, there's like the whole ten yards he, as well. He comes back. I think that's it, though. Is that his whole career? He did an odd couple show. Joey had some bad shows. No, he, Joey had a good-ass show. Uh, on Astros? Showtime, okay, yeah, where that, he just played himself. Well, he, he he had one called Joey, where it was again, friends kept going, and he moved to California to be an actor. Oh, okay. Like he did the the I Love Lucy thing, and mm-hmm. like just move him to Cali. It's closer to the studio. It's easier. No, but he also had one that was a lot like a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, the thing, extra. Where he just yeah, but that wasn't. I mean, he was on, yeah, and he was big on that. She was a big guy, but he was a he was he was the, the main character. He, he was the main famous character, but it was really about the extras. Like that chick and the dude that yeah the, the writers <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but still 
It was. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, and which I don't even know why I ended up watching that fucking show because like uh, any there are really n- none of the actors from Friends that I'm interested in a- at all. It's funny that the only thing Schwimmer's done is there was a guy that looked like him that stole some shit from a bodega. You remember that? No. There, there was like what? a picture of a guy robbing a bodega, like holding a 12 pack of beer, but it, and it looked like Schwimmer. And for mm-hmm. a minute, the internet was like, David. You know, he was like, <laughs> this is not me. It's he not, really he came fell out and he's like, look, that's really not me, guys. I know it looks like me. I was just, ha ha. It's You're not getting me. friends money. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that must have had a real Winona Ryder vibe. Because you remember when she got caught doing all the shoplifting and they're like, dude, you've been making Hollywood money for like. <laughs> she was like, I'm doing it for a part. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, was that her excuse? Yeah. You're like, I'm about to be in this movie about somebody that steals. I bet that movie never happened. Tatum O'Neill was like the best. I think that's her name. But she was like. You know, got crashed a car high on crack and was like, I'm doing, I'm playing a crackhead on TV soon. And they were like, Yeah, she actually wow. was. And that's the funny thing. It's like, Oh, that's real? She was. She was on um, Rescue Me as the sister to the to Dennis Leary or whatever. And she uh-huh. was a, a crazy that drug addict. That was a crackhead? Yeah. Huh. She's like, I am very method. It's like, Look, I'm trying to do part. Fuck off, pig. Yeah, no, that's... I actually... Uh, I had an Oscar when I was five. Yeah, you, yeah, but you gotta, like, admit, Tatum O'Neill does not have an ideal life. No, no. I don't think... Honestly, like, I think I even know. if she wasn't researching the role, like, she was gonna be smoking crack anyway. It's so funny that, like... We bring back a story from last week when I believe it was um Tut Tarantino, the rapper... Yeah, whose entire story on album is how poor he is, and he's got to work his way up through the hood when he's mm-hmm. actually incredibly rich, has a you know lives in a gated community, and right. probably has a card in his wallet that will give him mud. anything he wants at any time. Just, yeah, these celebrity kids, man, these poor celebrity kids—they got all that money and they're just sad. Right, but also poor. the thing about Tatum O'Neill though is that her father is Ryan O'Neill. So she's not just, she's like a Drew Barrymore situation where she's not just a child star. She's like the child star of an already pre-existing Hollywood star. And he seems like he's too nice. Like he just seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. So that's how you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be a piece of shit. Yeah. That's just like, you know. Or he he was, sure, Tate, want to come to the party and have drinks? She's like, I'm eight, dad. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But you got an Oscar now. Come to the fucking party. I think that... You're driving. Yeah, yeah, you, you're my DD. Now take this drink and do this cocaine yeah. at age eight. You ever heard of Quaaludes? That was the 70s. It was wild. Yeah, and I just... Uh, Drew Barrymore's at the party. She's like four. They Woo! were definitely blowing lines together. Tatum O'Neill and Drew Barrymore had to have been blowing lines together at like 10 years it's, old. When I see Drew Barrymore stories, they're like, well, I was friends with David Lee Crosby. And I'm like, I think I might have to rethink David Lee Crosby because like... Wait, it, Dave- it, they were buddies. David Crosby? Like, David, I said Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah, I mean the one from David the Crosby. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wait, which one did you mean? <laughs> I'm now picturing Dave Crosby, but like wearing a David Lee Roth outfit, uh, jumping up and down. Please don't. Woo! Don't put that in my mind. <laughs> but wait, which one did she know? The old guy from Crosby, Stills David Crosby. Nash, yeah, yeah. Young. He Who ab- also was a monster coke. I don't right? care how trashed you are. If you're like, look, man, a 13 year old's got cokes, we're going to party. Like, no, if, they, if you're at a party and you're like 40 or 50 and it's like a 13-year-old girl breaking out lines, you should be like, I'm going to go sit at another table. Yeah, you I'm should just sit saying. at the adult's table. And I know that's sexist. Like, you know, what if it was like Ricky Schroeder popping the lines out? I'd be like, fuck it, you sniffed that boy's lines. 
Uh, really? It's just I wouldn't the, do the it Schroeder's it's, Coke. No, I might do his Coke and leave. I probably would have done Drew Barrymore's Coke, but then left. It's just you shouldn't hang out with kids at parties doing drugs. <sighs> yeah, but kind of like even if, if you do it, you're kind of co-signing it. Yeah, totally. 100%. And that's the thing. It never came up later like, oh, that dude was giving that kid drugs. It was like, they were good friends. It's nice. Yeah, there's a lot from that era that just kind of gets swept under the rug. Uh, the Aerosmith guy, I, I, I'm, I don't know if you saw that come out, but Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler? Like, horrible. Like, he wrote a book, and he included mm-hmm. all this shit in it, okay? And then the girl, he, he, when he was like, he, a 15-year-old came to one of his concerts in Seattle, mm-hmm. and he kept her. He went to her parents and were like, yo, can I keep her? And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll, here, we'll sign custody so you don't get in trouble when you go over state lines. Whoa. So when they were, so, and then later, when she tried to press charges, he was like, but I was. You're a legal guardian. I was legal guardian, so it was, it was legal for me to fuck her. I'm the one that would have had to get permission. But is it legal for you to no. fuck your ward? No, well, I mean, he did. Got an apartment for, forced her to have, to have an abortion, kept this going for like a long time, and then eventually just kicked her, kicked her the fuck out. So she. They, California passed that law where they were like, hey, look, statute of limitations don't matter anymore. Me too. And she was like, here's the case. I've been collecting this shit for 40 fucking years. Fuck him. Right as Aerosmith's coming out to be like, we've got a world tour. We're going to play everywhere. And uh, never mind. We were just going to pack this up and back out of the room quietly. Wait, and what? in his book, he's like, he describes it. He doesn't bring up the exact age, but he mm-hmm. talks about her in like very detailed ways describing what they did without bringing the age up. So she, in court, was like, here's his fucking book. Here's how old I was on each of these pages. I had no uh, say in this. I was 15. How is this not more well-known? I, I didn't know about it until she, the case came out. And even when the case Wait, came when out, the case come out, his people started dumping all kinds of like old Aerosmith stories at the news to like confuse it and stuff about the tour. Yeah, the morning uh, the news dump flush. Kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. This is about like three months ago that her, she brought the case. Oh, it's that recent. Three or four. And then they just backed out. Like they had a world tour coming and they stopped. And they were like, nope. I mean, does anybody really want to hear Aerosmith anymore? No. I mean, the people that. They've been writing the exact did. same song for like 15 years. Even then, like come together. Like sweet emotion. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. They got a couple others that are like tolerable. And I'll not even say it's them. They were washed up, and they are lucky that Run DMC right. chose Right, no, no, no. They, that's what reinvigorated the whole thing. Entirely. They, they would have they would have been sticks. They were washed. They would have been gone, like, just yeah. like every other band from that era if they hadn't have Run DMC'd. But also, have you ever seen the... Um, and then Dude Looks Like a Lady, which the, is hella problematic. It is now. Um, I think fucking in elevators is probably problematic when you hear the guy's history of, like, did you have permission? Because you might not have. It's not consent in the elevator. I, no. <laughs> I mean, you can get consent in. But yeah. have you ever seen, there's a Saturday Night Live sketch where they're doing a parody, which is, and I'm kind of dating myself here, but fuck it, I'm an old man. Um, where, do you, you remember the, like, um, like the infomercial, like, oh, yeah. Freedom Rock, yeah. turn it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that. But It's they, like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh. But there's one on SNL where they do a parody of that, and it's uh, songs like Crazy, Amazing, Crying, which, you know, are three songs that sound exactly alike. Yeah. And they're like, Amazing, Crazy, Crying, Crazy, Crazy, Crying, Crazy, Maisy. <laughs> Fucking. Dude looks like an elevator. Yeah. They, they just. I don't know. I just feel like they. Uh, 
they really just kept regurgitating a lot for years. And, and we're getting away with it. There's a, a movie out there that not a lot of people have seen. It's called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, starring the Bee Gees. Do you know what wait, I'm talking wait. about? Does that make sense to you? No. Why would George it, Burns, why, wait, no, Peter no, no, Frampton, the Bee Gees. Wait, why is it named after a Beatles album, it's but a it's musical. starring the Bee Gees? Okay, it starts off, somebody decides to take all the Beatles songs and put them in a certain order where it could be a story hmm. about a band. Okay. <laughs> named Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Then they use the names from those guys that are in the band, like Ricky Shears. And then he's Peter Frampton's Ricky Shears, and they're a band in this town, and somebody steals the instruments. They were magical instruments. Okay, and without that, Wait, the town can't survive. Hold on. It was a movie in Did the Did I misunderstand? You said it's starring Peter Frampton and George Burns? Yes, George Burns is... Um, is he like the manager or something? I want to say he's Mr. Kite. For the benefit of I... Mr. Kite, there will be a show tonight on trampoline. We're going to get sued by the Beatles for all these things. But they, um, yeah, it's RKO, big company mm-hmm. back in the 70s. Yeah. So... Height of disco, they had all their disco money, mm-hmm. piles of cocaine. And somebody mm-hmm. was like, dude, Beatles movie... BGs. It costs so much money to make. It's a musical. They all sing. Steve Martin's in it, and he sings. Um, he's um, Maxwell. He's the uh, Maxwell Silverhammer. Okay, so all these there's no these, idea. there's these four bad guys that are Mr. Mustard, Mr. Kite, um, Maxwell Silver Mac, M- Maxwell something else, and they steal the instruments from Sergeant Pepper's band. Okay, and they have to get the instruments back. At some point, somebody dies, and then Billy Preston. I want to say the guy that actually from Get Back. Mm-hmm. Sp- is a weather vane and he spins around and comes to life and then he sings get back and when he sings get back they all go back in time and dead people come back to life and all these things happen and then it all works out i'm gonna be honest with you i don't understand <laughs> anything you're talking about aerosmith is in this band and it's in this movie and they're uh-huh. they play bad guys but they play this horribly sleazy band well, now we know that now that was an accurate portrayal that was my introduction to aerosmith i was like six or seven i was watching this movie by the guys that did the yellow submarine that i liked and uh-huh there's this sleazy rock band that's entirely just greasy looking. And to me, I'll, and they do come together. And that's why they cover Come Together and why that's an Aerosmith song. Okay. All right. And now, now that's making some sense. And it was insane. It was just like, like I, I was afraid of them. So for growing up as a kid, I did not like Aerosmith. I was afraid of them. They were like well, the bad guys. Well, that was probably well advised of you. In a movie to me. So when I saw them later in life, I still didn't like them. And I liked Run DMC. So when that came out, I was like, okay, it's a good song. That's all right. And I came to them from Run DMC, not from like. Vegas yeah, I literally, as far as like to my knowledge, I had never knowingly heard uh, Aerosmith until. Sweet emotions gonna be on the radio, you know. Right, or but I also had this uh, debate with the Duck, where like, um, we were watching that episode of The Sopranos where uh, Tony is singing along with uh, that Steely Dan song. Uh, I don't want to do your dirty work. Yep. And I'm uh, a fool. Yeah, I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Which, by the way, oh no. Great song. Yeah. Um I'm not a fan of those guys. I never was. I don't I don't know why. I didn't think I was, and this is kind of the crux of the debate, right? Mm-hmm. Is that uh so the duck and I were watching that and uh he said something about Steely Dan. I was like, Oh, that's Steely Dan? And he's like, Yeah, you don't know dirty work by Steely Dan. And I was like, nah, I, I I, I've never heard a Steely Dan song before. I know they're everywhere, but like he's like, you've definitely heard not just a Steely Dan song. He's like, you've heard a lot of Steely Dan songs, whether you know it or not. And then um, once he pointed that out, and things kept coming up of like, 
oh, this is a Steely Dan song that you know. And that, yeah, he was not wrong. They are ubiquitous. Yeah. You know Those guys are everywhere. You know what's weird about them? It's like, you'll see a picture. Here's Steely Dan. I mean, not really, because there's like the guy, one guy. Just the two guys. guys. It was all studio musicians. Right. I always thought like there was a band and they were incredible musicians and that's why everybody liked them. But they were just like, who's a great bass player we can hire that can do really, really good bass on this album? They right, but there's two their... main dudes who yeah. write all the songs yeah. and then they hire other people to other people to record do it. Do them yeah. again better than they could do. It's yeah. fine. It's totally fine. I just didn't know that that's what they were. I thought they were like a group of virtuosos or whatever. That like, was how yes, it was sold to me as or well. Cream or whatever. Yeah, fuck Cream too, though. I don't know. Fuck Eric Clapton in every way. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, there's, I don't know why I have a disproportionate uh, just dislike for Eric Clapton. Yeah. I'm like, that guy can go fuck himself on every level. Yeah. I've never been a fan. I like the cocaine song. That's about it. That one's, he no. Was, he's probably high on it when he wrote it, so I can't give him Yeah, there's some pretty good ones, you know? But, like, dude, like... You win nine Grammys by writing a song about your baby that fell out of a fucking window well, like, and you let it die? You know what I did when I had a kid? Baby safe the fucking house. You ain't got money for that? You don't even have to do it when you're that rich. You can be like, hey, the kid's coming. Somebody baby safe this. And I know. I know. I, I shouldn't even bring that up because like, it's a horrible tragedy. But like, No, but he's the one that made it a goddamn pop song and he won yeah. nine Grammys off it. Yeah, I never liked that. I, that felt like that was really... I don't know that you want to use tacky... As a way to describe a dead baby tragedy. Yeah. But that's, at the very least, it was fucking tacky. Elton John should have done another Candle in the Wind, but changed the name to the, his kid's mm. name. Have you ever heard that joke, uh, what's the difference between a dead baby and a bag of cocaine? Eric Clapton would never let a bag of cocaine fall out the window. Oh, <laughs> oh speaking of tacky. Yeah. <laughs> So, Matthew Perry, am I right? <laughs> I did see some posts about how he was, um, with World War III starting, the Illuminati needed to start their um, sacrifice game up again. And it's always, and someone it, felt, it has to be Hollywood celebrities and it has to be public when they, right, when they sacrifice people. Somebody felt that Matthew Perry was important enough to be yeah, a sacrifice. They only lamb. called him Chandler being in the post. It, it didn't refer to him as his Honestly, name. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's when I was like, looking up news stories earlier today that is also how they addressed him they were like 20 funniest Chandler Bing quotes and I'm like look I know he didn't do a ton of other shit but you can use his real fucking name well that's that those weren't they're gonna use they're talking about Chandler Bing quotes though not Matthew Perry quotes right his aren't as funny they're like I was sad because I didn't have enough pills Right, but he Jennifer was, was really nice to me during that time. Like his quotes are just sad. Supposedly, though, uh, and I hate that this fucking information occupies my brain space. But um, supposedly, most of the Chandler Bing lines are not written. He just freestyled them off the cuff. Uh, so they are actually Matthew Perry quotes. I was wondering if um, the Simpsons have a ever made a French joke and did animation of the fountain because you know he's just floating in there if they did <sighs> I did see a bunch of memes that's of dark. like of like that's they, really dark a bunch of memes that were like they knew and it was just like him spitting water up from the fountain <laughs> <laughs> apparently that was like oh, a they all dude. described that as like a horrible horrible time none of them had money yet they weren't famous yet when they were, when they filmed that well, you they mean were the, just, the fountain scene the they, opening, were, they were nobodies yeah. yet the show hadn't hit so uh -huh. like they were just there's like these actors broke man, called down in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night, 
being like, well, time to get freezing ass cold. And that if it wasn't for him making jokes, that's the only reason that any of them are smiling and laughing in there because they were so fucking miserable. And then he started cracking jokes about it and about how horrible their Matthew life was. Matthew Perry? Yep. Not, not Chandler Bing. Bing. No, there was no Chandler <laughs> Bing yet. <laughs> yet. God, yeah, that's a... I, I don't know, like... Uh, do you think that's tragic or like, you know, like, hey, well, you know, I did a body of work as, you know, I don't know if we can call Matthew Perry's body of work like an artist. He's not like an auteur, you know, but like, would you want to be synonymous with the most famous thing you did? That's a thing. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a funny thing when you see that of like someone described as their profession. And always hate that shit of like yeah. I would not want that like local unemployed man. No, it's like uh, we, remember we've talked about how um, the worst thing. You Rod, yeah, Rodney King always gets described as motorist Rodney King. Yeah. You're just like, yo, that's the worst day of that dude's life. Yeah. <laughs> like the one he just happened to be driving when you kicked the ever loving shit the, like, out of he him. He only did that once, but he did at least three PSAs <clears throat> about not being violent. So you think that like spokesman by now. Yeah, even afterwards, you know, he did all kinds of other things. Civil suit winner. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's probably happier about that part? Yeah, like, but forevermore, he's a fucking motorist. And forevermore, you are Chandler Bing. But Don't you matter know what? how many bridges you build. Yeah, you'll always be Seamus the cocksucker. Fucking, uh, but no, I mean, like, Schwimmer. Yeah. What the fuck was his name? David Schwimmer. Oh, Ross. Right. They're on a break. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the monkey. They were like, no, people aren't watching. Uh, monkey? No one cares. Hey, monkey. Monkey. <laughs> no one cares about Ross. What can we do to, like, dress up Ross? It's like, I don't Give him a fucking monkey? Yeah. It wasn't even the 80s. Like, if that feels like a real yeah. 80s type shtick. No, you like, know there was one old guy Give in him room. a monkey that flies a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, helicopters and monkeys are... Very 80s shtick, yeah. you know? And, like, yo, what, that show had, it like, 94 or something? It wasn't even close to the 80s. No. And also, wasn't it, like, a little howler monkey or something? It was little. I remember that. I don't know. It wasn't even, like a, like, a Clint Eastwood every which way but loose. Orangutan. Like, orangutan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, like, it's not even that entertaining BJ of a monkey. BJ and the Bear? It was... Yo, BJ and the Bear. We talk about dating ourselves. Yeah, I didn't actually watch it. I just heard of it. And, oh, and I have definitely watched BJ now, and the Bear. Clint Eastwood movies, hell yeah. There was like, a t when I was a kid, anytime those things were like coming on TV, because you know, oh, you yeah. get the TV guide early in the week and you could take a look through it. I'd be like, <gasps> any which way you can? Yeah, any we're not old. There's at like all. three of them. But <laughs> I, I would, and there's a, there's no, like, I think it's just two. I think it's, it's it, any which way you can and every which way but loose. It's just. Dumb movie. It's basically like there's a guy and he's got like a, a truck yard, you know. And yard. also, it's, it's Andy Clint has, Eastwood with an orangutan. And he has a monkey. That's his best friend. And then something bad's gonna happen. And he's his and he teaches the the orangutan to punch people in the face. Yeah. Right turn, Clyde. And, oh, and Cannonball Run was like, we're gonna have to get a monkey now. It's driving the limo. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, we are not dating Somebody, ourselves. I'm at gonna all, blame Peta. I, I don't know. There's all over Hollywood, there's got to be monkeys just like sitting around their shit apartments like, I haven't had work in years. With a little banana stub. Yeah, no, it's... I uh, haven't worked since 89. 
Yeah, no, I I think it's probably like um like when Peter Dinklage came out, uh, Willow didn't get any more fucking work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I, I imagine like nah, he's, a, he's had tons of work since then. He had his own show, Warwick Davis. No, then he then that, his show that, was really funny. That led to Willow coming back, and they made Willow came back, and I don't think anybody oh, cared. Oh, that's right. It might have already. I watched and I it think and didn't care. Yeah. Uh, we watched it, it like kids are in it or something on mute at the bar, so yeah. I can't imagine like any, anything I watched like that. I, I do you know what Dinklage is doing right now? Like his his Broadway? newest project. I'm, I'm you, guessing Broadway. See, you would think that you would think like some prestigious Oscar bait. Yeah, he no. uh, he, he bought the rights to the Toxic Avenger. No, and he's he's making the Toxic Avenger right now. He's right now. I don't know if he's the Toxic Avenger, but he's making it and he's filming it. And he, Corman, and he's got the rights. To, he went out of his way. He's like, you know, like, can you imagine a big Hollywood meeting where he comes in, like, he's wearing a little suit and stuff. He's like, hey, okay, everyone, everyone at the table, hello. Nice today. Okay. I'd like to make Toxic Avenger. And okay. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Just <laughs> for argument's sake, Peter Dinklage is from North Jersey. And but he that, talks in the most prestigious voice that people have. True, he but. He was educated at somewhere that makes you talk like Harvard and Princeton. Yes, Perhaps but, he, but here's the also thing. Injured. The Toxic Avenger takes place uh, in North Jersey. Jersey. Oh, I didn't know that. It seems like it, yeah. It, yeah, you know. It, so I didn't realize like what a horrible stereotype I was living out until I left Jersey. But, yes, definitely there is a neighborhood in the town I grew up in called South End. And South End had to be entirely dug up because of toxic waste. So, like... It's the toxic waste thing, mafia thing. Like it's it's not untrue in North Jersey, so I just feel like maybe he's getting back to his roots. Yeah, I I would like it better if you had said like uh, he was doing a Broadway musical version oh. of the Toxic <laughs> Adventure. That would be amazing. It's 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 funny, but honestly, like if Broadway started doing that, of like. Remaking trauma movies Not even that. as Broadway plays? Anything. Smokey and the Bandit. If Smokey and the Bandit was on Broadway, I'm fucking going to Broadway. You know? And if that shit came down to like, um, what's that, the, the redneck Vegas that has no booze? Branson. In, oh, Branson, Missouri, oh, yeah. That shit would burn Branson down. There'd be Dude, lines around the block. Burt Reynolds I would come back from the dead. I don't see why, like, I don't think that's implausible at all, though. Like, I'm right. saying, like... Because well, remember, it's, legally blonde did that already, right? But I'm, but what I'm saying is, Smokey and the Bandit is so music based, like Eastbound and Down. Yeah, that and no, is iconic. You know, there's a Westbound and Down, right? If you watch the movie again, really? in the beginning when they're going to get the beer, Westbound and Down, eighteen wheels and rolling. They don't, they're not loaded up and trucking yet. They have to go uh. get the booze when they're Westbound. I didn't know. I was watching the movie and it played, and I was like. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even know half of the song. So I had to look it up and I was like, I only know half of the song. God damn it. So, okay, yeah. but I've also never been clear on why it was illegal to bring cores east of the Mississippi. Taxes. It's a, um, there's different tax regions. Apparently, like, they have to brew it over here. And that's why there's different distilleries and breweries. So, mm -hmm. like, people over here have a different deal when they sell it. And the taxes get taxed differently in different regions i guess and it's not just mississippi but it was and there was a time there where that happened and i think there was but I, that's basically the line in the sand and now i think the boycott has something to do with it 
because that, that was right around the time of the Coors boycott. Oh, yeah. People don't talk about 70s. that. That is super racist but boycott, that, yeah. But that could have happened. You know, hmm. And that could have been part of it, for all I know. But I know that they weren't. it wasn't over here for a minute, and that, that's why. Dumb idea. You know, like a dumb premise well, for I a movie. I don't know. Like, I mean, I've never understood it, but, like, I really, you, I feel like you kind of just scratched an itch for me that I've had for, like, well, something they never cover years. in a prequel, okay, is, or they never, in a, po- whatever, in the, in the, the following movies, as they kept making them, up Smokey and a Bandit 3, I believe. Yeah, I think there's three of Burt them. Burt Reynolds ain't in three. Just Jerry. Just Jerry, baby. He has to dress as Burt. And I think Sally Fields is there. She wasn't turned down. There is day. no way Sally Fields is in part three. I think she is. I don't remember what she does. She might drive the truck. Too. You're gonna have to Google that. Uh, like, but, but so, if she wore a Burt Reynolds mustache, I'd be pretty into that. And dressed as a nun. There was um. So, they never cover why the, the Enos boys, the guys that, mm-hmm. that you know, send them in the first place. Why do they yeah. hate truckers and want them to get busted? Like, what what's the what's the motivation there? That like the whole point of the movie is that there's these two guys. I thought it was a bet. Yeah, they bet truckers that they can't get that beer over state lines. Right. But then they call the police. Here and there, or they they right, don't because then they, that's won, how they win the bet. They don't, but they're not trying to win bets. They're it seems like it seems more like they don't want. They just want to fuck truckers. Is what I I see. Like why I are mean, they so mad at truckers? Why do they care about the beer? It's not like they even want it. They're rich. They could have it if they wanted it. Right, but I think that's first of all, the term rich prick comes to mind. And they even they're like, oh, there's a new guy on the scene. It's badass. Let's go get him to do this thing. You know, like I don't. It's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. That rings true to me. Like, rich people like fucking poor people out of their stuff. I would just like to see their backstory. This guy and his funny little son wearing the same suit, driving around. Why are they even rich? I need, I need, I need more. I know I don't I, need it, but hey, smoking a band of four. I'm not going to say I wouldn't watch that. Like, if it was on Netflix, if it was just like a, uh, what do they call those, micro Dude. series or whatever. Okay, smoking a band of four begins, <coughs> okay, at mm-hmm. the funeral of the, that old, of the old Enos. Now, little Enos... Is standing there with his son Enos the Third, but mm-hmm. Enos the Third is wearing the same blue suit, mm-hmm. but it's in a rap way. He's got a hat on sideways and a gold chain. Uh, He's a young white aspiring rapper. I don't like. I don't like that one. He's man. gonna have a white boy summer. We gotta hate him. And then, um, yeah, he's like the Chet Hanks of Smoking the Bandit Four. Maybe we should actually have him played by Chet Hanks. Now, Bandit's son from Sally Fields mm-hmm. is the drives fast cars. Now I don't know. Take it from there. That's Wait, did he? Did he knock her up? He didn't have had, he had to be had to be. He's like, yeah, he got a condom on. Not, first of all, Burt Reynolds definitely is not wearing condoms, and he he's, he's like raw. a what a Burt condor Ren- like a bird in California. Burt Reynolds is definitely raw condom. Yeah. Wait, I am conning you, but it's because you're kind of dumb. Oh, you figured me out. <laughs> no, Burt, a condom it goes on. No, like, and also you don't get a mustache like that. Because you're not, like, raw-dogging and throwing babies up at people. You know, like, and also, like, unrequested babies. You're like, yeah, I'm still going to throw this shit up in you. And it's too bad Norm MacDonald died because he'd have been a perfect Burt Reynolds Jr. I mean, he made a really good fucking Burt Reynolds on... Uh, yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. In fact... Uh, I would say probably, I would dare to say he might have been a better Burt Reynolds than Burt Reynolds. No. No, it's just not a thing. Uh, I don't know, man. You know how many movies that dude did? Yeah, I don't no, know. I do know. Do you know? That's what I'm asking you. Mm-mm. It's over 300 movies. And, He's uh, probably filming two right now. 
I think they're not. They're they're mostly not great. And uh, I don't know if I've ever told you about the Burt Reynolds commitment. I don't know how fucking high I was when I thought of this idea, but I was like, man, I should watch every single Burt Reynolds movie ever made, so that like. As a fun factoid, I can factually say at parties, like, yeah, you know, I've seen every single Burt Reynolds movie. But at the time, I thought that, like, Burt Reynolds had started making movies in the era we're talking about, like the 70s, like the Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run era. No siree, Bob. That motherfucker started in the 50s. And he had way more movies than you have. Did you know there's a pre-mustache era Burt Reynolds? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was like a kid in the beginning. Yeah. No, and also, he used to, uh, when westerns were still the shit, he, he, he used to get cast as, uh, as a Native American. Uh, well. Because he had the, like, Floridian texture Pain. and tone and the high cheekbones and shit. He's literally the the titular character in a movie called Navajo Joe. Yeah, I, I've actually is seen, I've Joe. seen a couple of those. He's not the only one. There's a couple different Navajo Joes. It's it's a it's a weird oh, franchise. Really? Yeah, of like he's fighting back against the man. Yeah, with a two by four in his hand. But it's also super weird because you're like he's still a white guy yeah. playing a fucking Native American. That's yeah. fucked up. But also like the man who loved cat dancing. You ever seen that? No. Yeah, it's are a the, real thing. Are the cats dancing? No, it's uh, a a woman. A I think that's uh, also actually Sally Field, huh? and her name is Catherine Danson. Well, she did appear in Smokey and the Bandit 3. Okay. She did. Oh, wait. I got it backwards. In the end, no. She was the only one not to appear. Okay. Because Bert, that? Bert was like, look, I'm busy, but I will give you some cameo. I'll get, you get half a day. So he apparently he wanted to be in it, but he couldn't be. And they were just hmm. going to make it anyway. So he was like, well, fuck it. I'll be in two scenes. Jerry can come try to get me out of bed, and I won't and I won't budge. And Jerry will do it by himself. I feel like that's what the bandit car. would do, though. Yep. He's just drunk in bed like, look, I'm not doing number three. Just go. Here's my keys. Just take, listen, just take the Trans Am and get the fuck out of my face. Yep. And then Jackie Gleason would only commit to the film if he had total approval of the script. And so he had full approval of the script. But apparently it wasn't a good thing because it was the worst reviewed of all three. I mean, I think at that point, Jackie Gleason has reached his, like, uh, Marlon Brand, like, late stage, fat Marlon Brando. He's top billing. Stage, like. I wonder, and 383. Of course, no, Jackie Gleason was a big deal at that time. I think that's, like, right before Toy. And the Toy is a perfect movie. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is an awesome movie, like. It's a, a black activist, Richard Pryor, and Jackie Gleason, yeah. who has to like basically be a slave to pay the bills. Like someone who's into black power, I, who yeah. has to be basically made to be a slave because he can't afford his rent at his, ha- mm-hmm. at his home. I, I don't co-sign <laughs> to his the wife movie. Being like, I'm going to leave you if you do this. You're going to go be a white person's toy, and then they turn it into anti-capitalism. And bringing down the company. It's the a reverse Brewster's of, Millions. It's, it's a great move. Also, great. <laughs> yeah, I like We're just Bre- popping seven degrees of Hollywood. <laughs> Good times. Brewster's, how has that not been remade in like the era of bling and money? Like, I don't even know. You could pull an Elon Honestly, Musk. Honestly, I never thought about that. Even right now, if you were idea. in the middle of writing Twitter, or writing Brewster's Millions, you'd be like, he buys Twitter. 
What? Dude. Well, no, you remember he you can't. You can turn 40 no, no, billion. No, he can't he have. He can't yeah. buy anything. Yeah, he can buy anything. He can't have an asset at the end. So you can buy and you can't lose a certain amount. Like he can't just buy a $1,000 watch and then sell it for $1. Right. And he can only give away so much. So like the giveaway stuff, you already have some right. No, he that has stuff to out. spend it. So but like he the can't stamps, own anything. So he can buy a stamp and use it, and that stamp can be worth a million dollars, and he's not allowed to send it. But he does. Remember, he goes and buys stamps and then send, mails them to people. I don't remember. That's Dude, part. That's one of his Richard Pryor's ideas. I, I might actually, when we're done with this episode like, of no Worst way. Case Scenario, I might go watch Brewster's Millions because I don't. I remember and then, really liking it. Running for governor. I don't remember if it was really any. Because that's like the way to, to lose the most money mm-hmm. is you can spend as much as possible if it's campaigning. Vote none of the above. And then people are going to start voting for him, though. And it's like, if he gets the job, that's an asset. Right. So he can't win the thing. Like, But right yeah. now, like the idea, if you bought a company and you ran it the fuck into the ground to the point that it was not worth anything anymore and then it lost money. Look into Chewy, Elon. You could get negative. You know, if you could take it that far as it went bankrupt. Uh-huh. You know, and you'd have to make some really incredibly intelligent decisions to, to take a company that far down without any bells and whistles going off to say that. I feel like Elon's rising to the and challenge. Kill a lot of jobs. Like you think of how many people used to like Man, pay like, their rent that worked at Twitter that if, don't anymore. Yeah, no. If if you did a Brewster's Millions about the purchase of Twitter, I feel like that is a very modern take. I th- I, th- I think you kind of have some gold it's, dust there. It's fucked up when you think about like shit like decisions like that of like, well, there's this company and they're horrible. We should shut them, put them out of business. Well, what are we going to do with 5,000 people that are unemployed? And, mm. and that there's actually people out there that have to think of that shit, you know? And even if they're not, they're just going to be like, if that does go out of business, what are we going to, you know? Like the idea of that, of like changing society in any ways, disruption that comes with new tech. That like, yeah. when shit goes out of business, mm-hmm. Like I brought up a couple weeks ago, like if mm-hmm. Detroit had just been like, hey, look, gas is getting more expensive. Maybe we should build cars that don't pollute and you and get better mileage. And they were like, fuck you. And Japan was like, okay, we'll do it. And then Japan got all that money and Detroit crumbled into Did oblivion yep. while fully trying to blame its own black residents while it was actually the white people running the major three auto industries that took but that's always how the entire industry in such a bad direction that they killed an entire region's employment. You know, when all they had to do was make a better engine, make a little bit less gas, and make better cars, and they were like, fuck you. We do what we want. And they were but, like, no, you don't. The world doesn't let but you. But don't you feel it. like that's the American way? Is to ignore every w- way the wind is blowing and be like, nope, because we're American, we're going to fucking do it our way. We got techno. No, I mean, like, no, listen, America's got some upsides. Invented fucking, not just techno, but like blues, jazz, hip-hop, rock and roll. Bombs haven't fell on it since. Pretty rad. 1943. Bombs have Pearl Harbor. Oh, oh, I got it. Now I got you. Now I got you. Okay. It's Pearl. That, if I thought we were dating ourselves before. There's like huge swaths of the world right now that are like, that's a major issue. Like, I hope my house doesn't get bombed as I'm eating dinner with my family. Yeah, for sure. You know, because they're trying to kill somebody most, over there and have bad aim. Most of the world has to deal with shit like that. Yeah. America really kind of absconds with, like, just sending drones to other people's... And also, yeah. if we're being accurate and fair, 
it's not just that the rest of the world has to like deal with it and we don't. America is mostly the ones doing that to people. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean. just sending drones just oh, to Russia. Play, place it. Yeah. But have you noticed this? Ever since the fucking Israel Gaza war, I I don't think I've seen a, a mere mention of it, it's, out, of it's out there. I mean, even just now, the last the whole funding shit that was happening in the Senate that, or whatever. That was, part I've was heard. Like, we need to get this twelve billion for Israel right now. And I'm like, wait, I thought Israel was fucking stocked up there with the fucking boom booms. I don't think they they I mean, just saying, I thought that Israel we, we I thought we'd been giving them guns and money for yeah we sell them a lot forever. of munitions so yeah, i wouldn't absolutely. think that like absolutely. we wouldn't have to do any big emergency infusion like with ukraine we haven't been sending them billions and billions of dollars since their inception we have to israel so they should be good they should have guns. and in fact there was one you know, president since we who just, specifically withheld some stuff we just we just took <laughs> from two, ukraine two of our aircraft carriers that we're paying for with our money that we don't have to get money for i'm just saying <coughs> they're already funded but when that happened we gave ukraine 61 billion they got twenty, and they're like Ukraine gets sixty though. Like they're making like Ukraine's been in the news in a way of like they're every they're trying to get that shit wrapped up right now. Like most of Europe is being like, we just um, you guys negotiate now. And Ukraine's yeah, like, yo, wrap Fuck it up, you. B. We're not negotiating shit. We will wrap fight it up, B. Forever. <laughs> Ukrainians don't seem like the type that are like, yeah, we'll make a deal now. I think they're like, how about fuck you? I I don't know a ton about the history between Russia and Ukraine, but I feel like they've been having this same argument for a long yeah. time. And like, like they're like, you are part of Russia, and they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, Russia really thought they're like part right before the whole thing fell apart. They were like, they let all the regions have votes mm-hmm. to be like, well, who wants to be in charge of this region? Mm-hmm. We can have new parties now. It won't just be the Communist Party. The moment Ukraine had that chance. Wait, are you saying post USSR? Yeah, as it okay. came apart. Okay. Everybody got their own. Could could they 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 had a law. There was one party. They mm-hmm. stopped that law. So right. The moment they stopped it, Ukraine was like just voted all the fucking Russians out immediately. We're like, nope. And then then immediately we're like, oh, now that we got this new group in our government, we are no longer part of your thing. Click click and just got the fuck out. Yeah, they but were in one fairness, were you gonna fucking vote for Boris Yeltsin? Some of them did. That guy was drunker than I am. They're fine with that, but that's not a thing. They're like yeah, to be president, like you know how cold it is here. To be we president, have to be that drunk. I mean, it was the 80s. I think that's a fair argument. I just time for uh, a while. There was I don't think down to Gorky Park. There is that. There were winds of change. There was winds of change. That's true. Uh, but I just I don't I don't find like I wouldn't vote for me to be a leader of a, like a like a leadership role. Even like I like I work at a bar, and I'm like, don't put that guy in charge, you know. I'm like, ah, I'll be a second banana, it's fine. No, I could, like I I wouldn't vote for myself as prime minister. I could be a Eastern Bloc dictator. You like think Moldova, so? it's Tom Dova now. Shut up. I don't know. I don't. And think Fred you, is now called Tom. I don't think that you have the coffee root. is also Tom. <laughs> Tuesday is now Tom. <laughs> That's a thing. Azerbaijan. That's okay. a thing, dude. K basically like, bread is now my name, and also Tuesday and also November. They're all named my Wait, name. Wait, that's now. literally what yeah. someone did. Yeah, yeah. some country. I think it's Azerbaijan. It's one of the ones over there that's just like totally closed off. Yeah, they like Moldova, like that you would never ever think yeah. about if someone didn't mention it on a podcast. I didn't know. Or Transnistria. You know about that one? It's like half of Moldova. That's not that's a, a real thing. When the when the Russians were kicked out of 
Moldova. Uh-huh. They all went to the, the right-hand side. They just ran across this river and were like, we're keeping this part. So, like, between Moldova and so Ukraine, East. Transnistria is entirely ran and been controlled since the 90s by the Russian army. It's like a no-man zone for Europe, but the Ru- it's all Russian army generals that, like, run the country and live there. And it's pretty big. It's bigger than, you know, our county. Probably bigger, big. biggest Rhode Island, maybe. I don't, yeah, but that's also, you know that, like, uh, whenever someone compares something to Rhode Island, it means it's really small. Mm. Like, if you want to say something's big, big, you're enough. like, it's the size of Texas. Yeah, but it's not that big. Moldova is like not even North no, Carolina. Yeah, and this is a sliver of Moldova. It, and what's even weirder though is that um, the Russians try to portray M- Moldova as if they were just like a savagely violent country, and that's why they couldn't deal with them anymore. Well, like, as I said, I named a song "Breakaway Republic." couple months ago and it just did not work out i had to change the name really it's breaker breaker now it was playing it was getting play bosnia and serbia and shit it just was it was getting banned off it just wasn't getting play in a way where i thought it was getting shadow banned because those words were together so like facebook would be like oh that's just one of the things let's get that out of here we don't need trouble wait since when is breakaway republica because because people fucking die in them that's why a breakaway republic just means somebody with enough guns to make the army not come there took that part of the country that's what that means. You know, like yeah. a warlord has taken a chunk of the country. And sometimes it's the populace, but usually it's a warlord. Right, but here's what There's I'm, about 20 of them right hear now. Hear me out. Hear on, me on out. On the planet. Hear me out. America has, like, at any given time, there has been something like 566 mass shootings in this country. They do not give a fuck to stop that from happening. Nope. So just merely using the words breakaway republic feels like. Yeah, it's still, I mean, I could see it not showing. It didn't get, it wouldn't get posted or reach anybody. And it could be something else, but that, Wait, let me, just, okay. that's just that song. Let only. me ask you this, since you changed the title, did the listens go up? It's only been a couple days. Because maybe you're just unpopular. Yeah. <laughs> Other songs are playing. No, it, it wasn't that. It was that I would share on Facebook and then I'd come back and it would they say get blocked, content yeah. unavailable. Then it'd say some shit like uh, maybe yeah. the poster took it down. Like that's me. No, I didn't. What's going on? Sounds and like you got shit. I changed the name, bro. It stopped happening. But because of that I ended up reading about all these breakaway republics that are just like little corners of European countries that usually it's Russian dudes, but people are just like, We're taking this section. Don't send the army. Yeah, I mean come on. Like if you were in a former Soviet Socialist Republic. How would you not become a ba- well, breakaway republic? It, Come on. It's more of if you're living somewhere that can't afford to fight back, mm-hmm. it's predominantly the thing. You know, that's you're it. saying it's an act of rebellion. And they don't take something big enough to matter. You know, you take a power plant, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that you're, you're, you're going to get bombed. Yeah. But most of the time, they just like, we're taking this farm, you know, and then this river. Like Transnistria doesn't have shit anybody else wants. That's why they're still holding it. Oh, that's why Transnistria exists. Yeah. Oh, dude. I don't. All right, this is kind of a little bit dark, but um, it just made me think of it. Uh, did you see the shit about the? Uh, I don't know if he's actually trans or what, but the. Mayor slash pastor mm. in a town in Alabama. He's dead is what he is. Yeah, he, he, he killed himself. Yeah. But because he got outed yeah. as on his uh, incognitus 
social media pages. He referred to himself as transitioning transgender curvy girl. Yeah. But he was the mayor and the head pastor of a yep. small town in Alabama. And he constantly railed against trans people in his sermon. Oh, he did? Yes. I've seen that oh, in buddy. two stories. Only two mentioned that. But it's pretty sad. Most people right now are backing away from it. And they, like I said, don't be mad. I mean, at it's the not Matthew Perry said. No. No, no, no. <laughs> at least Matthew Perry stood for something. He had an accident, <laughs> you know, we think. As far as we know, but I think that probably he was fine to go the way he did. This guy apparently like drove somewhere, got out of car like in public and pulled out a pistol and took his took his face. No, no, no. It was a wellness check. And that's actually I forgot. I kind of buried the lead on that one. Um, The cops went for a wellness check and he just bucked himself in front of the cops. Dude, how savage is that? Yeah, that's like Bud Dwyer level savage. That's the thing. And he came out. First, okay, uh, local people. Somebody put had a put a story out. They were mm-hmm. like, "Look, here's this guy. He's your mayor. This here's him online. He dresses up like a lady. Mm-hmm. That's all they dude do. looks like a lady." And so they. So we're back to Aerosmith. He came to his <laughs> church and was like, "Hey, look, this is this is this this is all wrong. They're lying. You know, I this is something I did with my wife in public mm-hmm. or in private. This is just a bedroom thing we did. We did it as a joke to be funny." Of course, I'm not. A, I'm not even a pretty man, so I'm not going to be a pretty woman. I'm not attractive. I wouldn't. I'm not going to lie. He was not a pretty man. And I'm saying, like, pe- trans people aren't just, just trying to be pretty. You know, you're not like, well, I'm not pretty, so I guess I'm not going to do this whole thing. <laughs> so I'll just be my. Uh, I don't think that's the premise. That's what I'm, but but that's what he said. He said that like because he's because he wasn't pretty, therefore it was just a joke and it was to do humor. And I was like, well. That would have been a photo, not your social fucking media accounts you were doing under another person where you were talking Basically, to people. Basically, he was trying to like... He's uh, been out there living as that character in his mind for years yes, on the slide but you're, you're while saying he dissing was, trans people publicly saying they're going to burn in hell. But he was trying to like play it off like it was a Tyler Perry thing. Mm-hmm. He was just joking. I'm like, no, no, I, I really think you... I understand how the sadness of that, that your culture won't allow you to be yourself, I, I yeah, feel no, for you. That's very sad. And I think if it was just fucking around, you wouldn't have killed yourself. But, I think there's more to it that was going to come out, and that's why he yeah. was like, well, we're just done here. But also, like, it's sad that he can't be himself. It's tragic that he is like, I need to like gangbang on on transgender people you know what i mean like i need to like assault them because so deep is my self-loathing yeah you know what i mean like that's tragic and fucked up and the message in that culture of like this is what you're supposed to do you know because <sighs> that, that is not even worth fucking i like that you said that culture like it's not a part of america it's not part of mine i mean no that's the thing it's america you it's can't Alabama. that's the thing is it doesn't you we live in North like, Carolina. It's like a, it's like a less than a ten hour drive. Okay, like Americans love to eat barbecue pork. It, we are closer. I don't eat barbecue pork. That's not I my do. culture. It's amazing. It never. I'm it's just amazing. saying that that's you're like, really like, missing out. America isn't the kind of thing, and it's never, ever, ever going to be again. Maybe that you can say Americans are like. It's, that's the same way as saying black people are like this and white people are like this. At least as close as Transnistria. It's even more because it's, or Moldova. You know, you, the fact that you're going to say black people, you know. Or, I don't know. It's just the same thing. Americans aren't like a certain way anymore. So, like, we got 35. Right. No, I agree with you. It's not like one monolithic culture, but 
And even the it's culture. It's still America. Even the culture has multiple cultures. Like even hip hop right now, which is once called the culture. Is, right. There's at least 75 of them that don't know each other and never will. Agreed. You know? Agreed. No, I mean, America is actually a big country. It's not like Russia or China big, but it's it's up there. Yeah. Like geogra- geographically, there's a lot of different things going on. Yeah. I don't want to overstate the obvious, but yeah. I just did. But in, in that culture, you can't be trans. Like, the, the whole, like, every time I hear parental rights of, like, the parents need, like, do you know why they don't tell parents that the kids want to be trans? Because the parents fucking kill them. That's fucking why. It's, if there's a yeah. place where parents lose rights, yeah. it's because they probably shouldn't have had as many. Like, you, you, you probably did something wrong. Like, if somebody took away your kid, you know, that's it wasn't because right, the, but the, it, the government's fucked up. It's because you did something real fucking bad. Right, but here's the thing is normally it's not even the government taking away trans children. It's those parents kick them out on the streets. Yeah. Like, I don't know oh, if you no, ever read the saying. statistics. Well, I'm about, saying involving the government in it. Like, yeah, like, if you if you just read the statistics on, like, how many homeless... For the amount of transgender people that there are statistically in the culture... There is a wildly disproportionate amount of them as homeless yeah. youth. Like that's that is some crazy shit. I, even when I was like a, my Grateful Dead years, like gay runaways, yeah, was a huge part. Like it wasn't very often that you'd run into like children, you know, like packs of kids. Like that's mm-hmm. Denver. Denver's huge for it, but okay. Denver and Boulder have them. There's always going to be 16 year old runaways mm-hmm. hiding somewhere in Denver. Seattle's got them. Fucking. I mean, I guess it's all, the whole West Coast, honestly. I think yeah, every, West every Coast, West Coast okay, city, I'm like, yeah, 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 they just kind of are there. But Santa think, Cruz, San Francisco. And I think a lot of that is the Midwest and the South, and that's where they go. They're like, I'm going to go out West. I'm going to go to California. They, that's where people are, when, when you're watching TV, at least. That's where people are being nice to gay people, at least. Or just a little bit more open-minded. But also, yeah. like, yo, if I was going to run away from home, one of the last places I would go is fucking anywhere in Colorado. Like, not that yeah. it's it's a beautiful place, but it's really think fucking it cold, cold in the yeah. winter, yeah. Like, I'm you, not, I'm not doing great, that. You know. Yeah, no, but also it's really hot in the fucking summer, and it's really cold in the fucking winter. No, I think a lot of it is people that are on their way to somewhere else is always who ends up, like, people that end up in Denver. Like, when I discovered Boulder and Denver, stuck there, I yeah. was going to California. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then on the way back, I stopped again, and then a lot of the, like, same with the the beatniks that were traveling back then, kind of mm-hmm. made it because right. of that. I think a lot of the kids that are runaways from like Ohio or whatever are going to go through Denver and be like, "Oh, it's actually pretty cool here." Now they're like, "They got weed." It definitely depends on what time of year you get there. Then they join that gang that's got the same name the as Juggalos. the Juggalos. Yeah, people that it's aren't not... even. Well, that's a, the the Juggalo gang of Denver is not the same as the the Juggalo fan base. I don't know that you're accurate about that. They, I, they, I, it I, was, I, it was began. Under the FBI, it's strange credulity. If you go into the FBI Juggalo reports, get no. They were talking. They, they're about... separated into four or five different groups, but one of them was started by young Juggalos who called themselves the Juggalos. Mm-hmm. Okay, those people are like forty now. This is a group of. This is like a gang of like teenage runaways that are like in their late teens, mostly mm-hmm. in Denver right now. Even though the originators of said gang are like forty now. It's, it's been passed down generation to generation, and the new ones give a fuck about the Insane Clown Posse, almost to the point of hating them for being goofy, and that's their name, Too Late. That's the name of the gang they joined, so they yeah, can't it's do too anything late. about it. And they feel 
fuck those guys. <laughs> you know, they're like, fuck those guys. We are the weird juggalos. I don't know. Like you, and they're like, joined that's their, their thing. weird word. They didn't, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I always say, like, I, you brought your kid to a bar. I didn't bring. I didn't start smoking cigarettes at the kindergarten class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're the one that showed up to their party. But once it's all kids, then you need to just stop smoking. Your kid, no. Your kid should or you're not just be gonna the bar. Go, or you're going to go somewhere else. I know, but I'm saying once it's all kids, what are you going to do? I'm going to remain smoking and drinking. You're going to go somewhere else. I it's going to be a Chuck E. Cheese now. I believe I have proved oh, what my, oh, that I will die on this hill. My kid can't doesn't know what Chuck E. Cheese is. She calls it something else, and it was I think it's Chunky Cheese. I don't know. It was something funny. She said it, I laughed. Ah, Fiona Strange is a pretty funny chick. You know how much it costs to have a birthday party there? A lot, I would imagine. Six hundred fucking dollars. Six hundred dollars. That's Fuck way more than I thought. Get your kid to use Honda for that. No, I'm kidding. Here, honey. Boom. <laughs> you got Honda. Absolutely. It doesn't drive, but you don't have a license, so it's going to work out. It's in the yard. You need, right. You're eight. Playhouse. Who, what do you care? Honestly, if I was eight and you gave me a car that didn't run, I would. That would be the best thing in the world. I could just see my six hundred dollars. I, I pimp the inside of that car and just sit in there and pretend I was driving. I'd get a flat screen for the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this though, like it's not predicated on like how many I don't know how guests many... you're gonna have. Or... No, not, I don't know. I don't think so. Wait, I think that's the base. Did you try to have someone a birthday me. party for Fiona Strange? And... No, someone told me. What? Yeah, I was gonna say you don't strike me as a real Chuck E. Cheese guy. What? The fuck out of here! Really? No. no okay. You... Actually, no. You know what? I take that back. You are the most white trash person. If you would I've like ever me met. to explain like the downfall of Chuck E. Cheese and how their corporate ambitions have uh, destroyed the company and made it a lot less fun than the original Chuck E. Cheese, but fucking awesome. That we're talking about video games out the ass. Do finish. you know what the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for? Um, I, I have known before. But Entertainment. Yes. His name is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yes. Also, he's an orphan. The pizza rat. Yeah. You know, also, who was Splinter like kicked him out when he got those turtles? Get the fuck yeah. out! You play video games all day. That's never going to amount to nothing. I just don't understand don't who was like, "Look, we're going to open a restaurant, and the mascot's going to be a fucking rat." Bushnell. He um he owned Atari. It was the guy that ran Atari. When he sold Atari to um, Warner Brothers, he had all okay. this money, and he was like, "What can I do with video games? It's not making them." Hmm. Boom. Oh, a restaurant with full of video games. Yeah. And then Pizza Time and Chuck E. Cheese all blew up at the same time, and they all started going everywhere around the country, and then none of them were making money, and then they all condensed. Yep. Arcades, Dave & Buster's apparently has lost its ass and doesn't make any money. Like, It's a weird, looking at the right. business of arcades, they like they, they ebb and flow in a really weird way that Who? it's not worth it. No, like all the best video games are at home. You just download them on your console. But then nostalgia brings back, like the retrocade thing now is apparently like personally, okay no I'm, I'm with that i have yeah. no desire to turn my tv on plug a thing in and play pac-man i'm not fucking doing it i might well maybe not pac-man but like street fighter yeah maybe. street fighter 2 but like i'd fuck with that but if i was at the bar and there's a pac-man i'd play pac-man you know like standing up at the machine is a different experience but retrocade down there on haywood that's 300 for a birthday party which ain't that bad but also Unli you know unlimited you can just kids, go in there games. and Ten bucks just ahead. Play games. Yeah. Like you don't really have to pay three hundred dollars. You just be like, "Hey, kids, let's go play games." Nah, but there's also you get a certain amount of you get they 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 put party favors out and shit too. 
that's that's what I'm doing. Is that, I just, is, is that what you're looking for? I hope my kid doesn't listen to our adult podcast. And I, I break the not. surprise. You want to know what you're getting for Christmas? Party favors? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things they leave out at someone else's birthday party at the Retrocade. Well, now you got to get like little plates and shit, cupcakes or cake. Yeah, I, could, I could honestly go for a cupcake. Nowadays, right now. if you don't have a gift bag, you're just a fuck. Fuck what? You can't bring kids to your party and not send them home with a gift bag. I think it's always That's been like that, hasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember that when I was a kid. I go to other parties. Kids get presents. I'd be like, "Fuck that guy!" Getting all the presents again. If I, I want to go home, mom. If I can revisit, my stomach hurts from all this cake. What I said about you being the most white trash person I've ever met. Like, yeah, that's why you didn't get gift bags. You guys didn't have any money. No. <laughs> you fucking... bags. I had a birthday at a McDonald's once. And honestly, it was fucking awesome. When but, I look back on it, I was like, that's yeah, pretty awesome. Was it like um, like playground McDonald's, like ball pit? No, it, it was... it was Mayor McCheese jail? It was a, one of those ones that was, you know, had the upstairs and downstairs. Oh, two-story... Yeah, yeah, You order food on one floor, but then you go up or down for the Absolutely. dining. Absolutely. Downstairs was broken You up, don't see that anymore. Where they had like a small indoor playground, so there was like an actual... Yeah, playground. And it was non-smoking, smoking actually. So the non-smoking section was where the um, <laughs> the kids' parties would be. But they had. I just all- love that's how trashy the '80s were. We're like, there's a smoking section in a McDonald's. It, it almost into the '90s. I guess yeah, late '80s when like the ashtrays at your house would all be like a little W or an M on them. You have those little like metal bendable trash ashtrays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody would just steal those because they were on the table. Mm-hmm. Like up into high school, I remember smoking at Wendy's. Like I would have a cigarette. Yeah, but Wendy's the is Wendy's. the most trash ass. And the smoke the non-smoking would be that little like the the solarium. You know, <laughs> the little green out there be like, take your hot ass out there, non-smoker. Fuck you. Why would you be eating here, non-smoker? Shouldn't you be eating lettuce somewhere? Yo, the fact that there is an area of a Wendy's that can be described as a solarium is fucking hilarious. Because I mean they all had it. So like I mean, yeah. that means at some point Dave Thomas was like I like you know what we need? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need a greenhouse effect in the Wendy's. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, as if it couldn't become more trash. I actually made the mistake of uh, going back and ordering food uh, from Wendy's. Uh, recently. I ordered that spicy chicken sandwich. because I was in a rush, and I was starving. And I got to tell you... Um, it was such a bizarre texture that I actually had to spit out a bunch of bites and be like, what's happening with this sandwich? I haven't. It's been so long. Like, I think I went vegetarian, too, like at 16. Yeah, so early, like, yeah. I haven't had a fast food burger in 34 years, 30, like a long time, 33 years. Like, that's I'm crazy. not going to lie to you. You're not missing out. No, like, but there's a, that's one thing. As a vegetarian, when you see... Especially like when burgers came back around two thousand and like five, when like Paris Hilton was dripping sauce on herself and uh, restaurant was, burgers, you can get a restaurant quality burger. Like, that was a really sexy commercial. But during that time, all of a sudden there were like billboards everywhere of big, fat, thick, juicy burger, like a good looking yeah, burger. So like totally. during that era, I definitely remember like, oh, those look good. And it wasn't the burger. I'd be craving like, honestly, the bread, condiments, veggies as much as the you know like the taste of a. You know, all of it together. So, like, when Impossible came out and then big, fat, fucking new veggie burgers, I oh, get I, them shits once a week. Now I eat them religiously, and I, I want one right now. Like, if there was a place that sold them, I ate go. one yesterday. Yeah, fucking delicious. 
do them right, good. I am I am not mad at it because you're absolutely right as far as you know, like a Whopper yeah. is really about all the stuff they put on it. Yeah. It's not really about the burger. Nah. I started doing a thing at home called I call it the hamburger sandwich. Okay. Okay. Because you get like the they sell the impossible wad. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a big hunk of yeah, crown. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If you slice it off right and then flatten it, it basically just turns into the shape of a piece of bread. Like just the okay. rectangular square of a piece of bread, and then I fry that up and make a big ass sandwich of that on regular bread instead of a bun. I'm not mad at that one bit. And in my mind, that's what I think that they're eating on Trailer Park Boys. The guy with the hamburger sandwich truck. Oh, Randy? They, they only call them hamburger sandwiches. Well, yeah. no. It's the guy, Randy. Randy him, sells ass for, yeah, he's, for cheeseburgers. He hooks outside of that guy's trailer. Yeah. And somebody's dad. Somebody, maybe somebody, some other character's dad, and he had a truck. Uh, RV I think it's sold. Ricky's dad, actually. Yeah. No, it's not Ricky's, because he makes liquor at the, at the junkyard. <laughs> this guy makes hamburger sandwiches. They hang out, though. Oh, whatever. Oh, it's a good time. All right. I think uh, we have come full circle on just talking about other people's TV shows. Um, hey, that's hot. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a trending topic. Criticism. Is is that a thing? I, I don't know that we criticized. I think we complimented. Yeah, that's, that, that's how criticism goes both directions. All right. Well, on behalf of my new dog, Reggie Noble. And my co-host, Adam Strange, Tooth Willis. His ears went up. The Vice Count, said, Dirty Finger. Did you say my name? She's a her. Reggie Noble hey, is a her. That's her decision to make. That's, uh, I don't I know. Just, oh, I just, I did it. I said her. Oh, you brought it all the way back Probably around. Like. I don't know how she identifies. Uh, but on behalf of Reggie Noble and uh, Adam Strange, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, The Vice Count, Dirty Finger... I'm your host, Valio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, the Archduke Tepeshmo, the Von Luth Balloons, Punani DeFranco, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie, and you have been rocking with the worst. Because uh, two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs definitely make a worst, and this is the worst case scenario. Good night.